Episode 44 The Land Promise Repeated Genesis 13 verses 12 to 18 Verses 12 and 13 Abraham lived in the land of Canaan, but Lot lived among the cities in the Jordan Valley. He moved very near to Sodom. Now the people of Sodom were very evil. They were always sinning against the Lord. Unfortunately for Lot, he didn't pay attention to the lessons of the past. Mixing with the ungodly is what brought about the flood of Noah. And the world didn't yet have the words of Paul that said, Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. In the chapters ahead, we're going to see where Lot's wrong choice of moving into the land of Sodom would leave him in very sad straits, and which would even cost him the life of his wife. We have a valuable lesson in these verses for each of us. We're told by James, Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever, therefore, wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Lot moved to Sodom and dwelt among those who worked in wickedness. He may have maintained his own righteousness, but it affected his life and his family in the same negative way that living like this will affect your own life and family. In the end, he thought he would find paradise, but instead he found hell. We all have choices like this to make, and ultimately, the sad state of affairs we find ourselves in is more than usually brought on by our own bad decisions. Just as the land promise is about to be repeated to Abraham, we too should repeat our reading of the word of promise. Read the Bible for 30 minutes every day. Verse 14. After Lot left, the Lord said to Abraham, Look all around you, look north and south and east and west. All this land that you see I will give to you and your descendants forever. In chapter 12, we read this. Abraham passed through the land to the place of Shechem, as far as the terebinth tree of Moray, and the Canaanites were there in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abraham and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. God has now twice promised the land to Abraham. The Lord is repeating his word to him to remind him about what he had already been told. In Philippians 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not worry about anything, but pray and ask God for everything you need. And when you pray, always give thanks, and God's peace will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. The peace that God gives is so great that we cannot understand it. Why did God remind Abraham of the promise? Because he wanted him to remember it. Why should we read the Bible more than once, more than twice, even every day of our life? Because God wants us to know it and remember it. In fact, long before Jesus came, when the people had only the law of Moses, just the first five books of the Bible, God said this to the people of Israel in Deuteronomy 6. Listen, people of Israel, the Lord is our God. He is the only Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and strength. Always remember these commands I give you today. Teach them to your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and walk along the road. 
Talk about them when you lie down and when you get up. Write them down and tie them to your hands as a sign. Tie them on your forehead to remind you. Write them on your doors and gates. At the time when there were only five books in the Bible, God asked them to meditate on it day and night and during every activity that they were engaged in. How much more should we be meditating on the same word now that we have 61 more books than they had? The Bible tells us of Jesus, and Jesus reveals the Father to us. The only way to know God intimately is through his word. If you're relying on the Holy Spirit to reveal God to you, guess what? He has. He breathed out the Bible through his prophets for you. Verse 16 to 18. I will make your descendants as many as the dust of the earth. If anyone could count the dust on the earth, he could count your people. Get up, walk through all this land. I am now giving it to you. So Abraham moved his tents. He went to live near the great trees of Mamre. This was at the city of Hebron, where he built an altar to the Lord. There are two things going on in this promise to Abraham. The first is that the land is being given to him and his descendants, and the second is that his descendants will be like the dust of the earth in number. These two promises are connected, but they are different. The promise of the land to his descendants is a physical promise, not a spiritual one. It is a promise to the physical descendants of Abraham, not to the church. This has become evident not only from the Bible, but in history too. And the history confirms the precept. When Israel was exiled, the land laid fallow. Only when the people of Israel returned has the land again become usable. The land promise which is made to Abraham is reiterated to his son Isaac and then his son Jacob. We are not physical descendants of Isaac or Jacob. On the other hand, the promise of a multitude of descendants is a promise concerning all people of faith in the work of Jesus. It is not a physical right, but a spiritual one. The Bible confirms the precept in both the book of Romans and the book of Galatians. It is through faith that one becomes Abraham's seed. In Romans, Paul says, For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. To be an heir of the land, one is born physically into the people of Israel, but to be an heir of the promises of God, which lead to eternal life, one must be born spiritually through faith, and the imputed righteousness of God through Christ. Jesus. Abraham walked throughout the length and breadth of the land and eventually pitched his tent by the terebinth trees of Mamre at the ancient city of Hebron. Hebron exists even to this day and it is the spot where Abraham's tomb is located. In this area, he built an altar. This altar, in Hebrew, is a place of sacrifice. 
Abraham is the patriarch of the family, and so the responsibility for sacrificing belongs to him. This will continue up until the time of Moses, when corporate sacrifices for the people of Israel are instituted under the clan of the Levites. As God directs the nations and the people of the earth, his purposes are being worked out for all of us. Abraham sacrificed to the Lord in anticipation of the coming Redeemer. Since Christ came, the sacrifices are done. We now have his cross as our point of meeting with the Creator. Jesus the Christ came down from heaven, lived a perfect life, surrendered that life on the cross while taking on board the sins of the world. Jesus died on the cross, was buried and rose again according to the scriptures in order for the whole world to have the human right which they must exercise through faith in order to receive the new birth, eternal life. Hallelujah and Amen.